This is the Voice Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Turf and Burn Podcast with your co-hosts, Caroline and Dylan. We are super excited to be back for our very last episode of the semester. Whoop, whoop. You seem happy about that. You guys missed us last week. That is true. Well, we had fun predictions for the NFL. Of course, we're deciding to hang up our cleats on that one. And as the semester comes to a wrap, it is officially the end of our NFL predictions. At the end of the year, Caroline gave it a really great run. and I did. Guys, I made up a lot of ground. I had some really hot takes. I had some really hot takes. That is unfortunately why the spread is so big. But both of us finished above 500, I hope. That is true. So entering last week, you were just four games back, which was a really solid push from where you had started. I think you were down 10 or 12 games. But unfortunately, a five and nine week to conclude things off was really the downfall for you is not ending on a great note. You do finish the season, as you mentioned, a lot above 500 at 113 and 90, which I believe if math is mathing. Hey, that's that would make something above 500. Uh, I did finish the week again, not great either, but seven and seven for a grand total of 119 and 84. So a little six game lead. And unfortunately, when Caroline comes back in fall, she needs to wear a Justin Verlander jersey per the rules of the podcast. But that concludes the NFL predictions. I know. All I would like to say is last week, even though we didn't record, Dylan played it safe and chose all the easy picks. For example... He, we only differed on two games and I was the one who made all of my predictions first. So technically I should be getting some extra points for that because Dylan got to see everything that I did and he only made two different picks and they were those picks. I picked the Panthers to beat the Saints. That didn't happen. And I think I picked what the Chargers. You picked picked the Texans to beat the Jets. The Texans to beat the Jets. In Zach Wilson, we trust which has been the motto of the podcast for all semester. But Dylan played it safe and tried to just pick everything that I picked. So unoriginal. And we already knew he was going to pick the Jets anyways. And I really, I really was like, Bryce Young will bounce back. I, for some reason was like, you know what? The Panthers will win another game. It didn't happen, but <laughs> clearly I had a lot of the hot takes and Dylan tried to just follow suit. So I'd like to get extra credit for that. Thank you. All right. If you say so. But you did just mention that the Panthers are struggling this year, but they were the first team to fire their head coach. We were recording here on Friday morning and there's another team that has now fired their head coach. They've also fired their general manager. And that is the L.A. Chargers who lost last night. I will repeat 63 points given up. Yes. That did indeed happen last night. No, they didn't lose by 63. They gave up 63 points. Right. It was a 42-point spread. Yes. I will say that a lot of the Chargers' points happened at the end of the game by the time it was garbage time already at that point. I think they were up at 1.46 nothing around that much, but not a great look in LA. Yeah, I think also, like, a lot of people kind of expected this, especially because, I don't know, they've had a playoff collapse. They've kind of been middling, and now this just was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know. I feel like this isn't – I feel like it 
it's never good to fire head coach after one blowout loss because that feels like an overreaction. Mm-hmm. Especially because I'm like, okay, this has been I understand because it's been building, but I always think you need to like sit on it a little bit. You can't do it less than 24 hours later and make rash decisions. And also it's not like they got blown out by the Panthers. Mm-hmm. That's true. They're like pretty on par with the Raiders. So I I wouldn't wouldn't say that they were really they would have maybe slipped into the playoffs. Definitely not anymore, but I don't know. I wouldn't blame it all on the GM and the head coach, but it just seems like they've they've had really high expectations and they really didn't meet them. I think this is the the type of event that this has been culminating as you mentioned as you mentioned last week there was a, or last year there was a playoff collapse and losing the playoff game that was really in their hands. So I think at that point people were already beginning to question should Braden Staley be fired? And throughout this year there have been multiple instances where okay, this is the loss that does it. This is the loss that does it. And they never pulled the trigger. So I think in this instant where this was an embarrassment, this is the end of their season. As you mentioned, they might have had a chance of making the playoffs. Now they're down to five and nine. They're officially done and over. I think this was just finally, all right, let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's end the Braden Staley experiment. Let's end the GM experiment. Play these last, I think, three to four weeks left in the season without them. See where we go. Justin Herbert is also out and injured, so he's gone as well for now. I assume he comes back next year on his mega contract and they're not going to blow it up entirely. This should be a very enticing coaching job, especially with Justin Herbert there. A lot of people will want to coach him. Wink, wink, nod, nod, Bill Belichick, maybe, question mark. But this is an interesting team. They are talented. They have great players, but it seems like the coach has been the problem for the last year or so. No, get Bill Belichick as far away from Justin Herbert as you can. I do not want another Mac Jones thing. We do not need to mess up Justin Herbert's development. Granted, I do think it would be nice to have a more disciplined coach. Well, I don't think Justin Herbert is the problem. I think the other players are the problem. Mm-hmm. I honestly think I understand Justin Herbert has dealt with inconsistencies in his game, but I think he's progressed enough where he doesn't have good enough surrounding players for him to progress further. Can we also talk about the uh, the state of New York football? It is surprisingly the greatest. No, we're still talking about right Bill now. Belichick. Because... Oh, you want to go back to my guy? You mean the future head coach of the LA Chargers? Well, w- while we're still on the topic of Bill Uh-oh. Belichick. Yes. I, again, if we're talking about head coach firings. No, don't, don't go where you're about to go. Hey, on December 3rd, Chargers beat the Patriots <laughs> 6-0. Uh-huh. Okay. Genuine question though. He's a legend in this world. Can you really fire him in the middle of a season? Yes, you he's can. The, he's okay. the greatest coach of all time. I think that would be disrespectful time. to right, him, exactly. but I think he needs to be let go after this season. I think there's I a think... way to be like a mutually agreed apart ways honored him. I agree. I agree. And then I he goes to LA. I think that it's important to move on though it's been so long and now like the entire the entirety of the patriots is different than when he won the super bowls also the game is changing and mm-hmm. even though he's a legend and he's gotten so many wins and rings I think it's time for the patriots to move on i also going back to the head coaching job of the chargers i want some new blood this <laughs> is a problem in sports in general and i think the nfl is better about this the NFL and the NBA are definitely better than the MLB and NHL about this. But can we please have 
like get people from within the organization or new people from outside the sport, maybe not for the head coaching job, but new people for like the GM job. I don't want to see the same rotation of 30 to 40 candidates of the same old men that are getting recycled around from all of the teams. Well, then you're not going to be happy with Sporting News just released their odds for the eight top eight candidates oh, for no. the LA Chargers. And this includes a list that number one is Bill Belichick. Number two is Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. Number three is Kellen Moore, who's the current offensive coordinator for the Chargers. So maybe he gets the internal promotion unless they're looking for something new. Um, Frank Smith, who's the Dolphins offensive coordinator. Ben Johnson, who's the Lions offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy, associate head coach at the Commanders. So... Not that many new names, unfortunately. At the Commanders. Yeah. I Yeah, I come on. Can we give more people? Brian Flores is on this list. I'm like, not, I not that many people. Yeah. A lot of these people, like, I, I really support promoting within so that you can, because you want to develop, first of all, you want to develop your players within the organization, but you also want to develop your coaching staff. Otherwise, you're always going to be playing too high of a salary. You're going to have to try and, like, dissuade some – there's always going to be – for a market like the Chargers, there's always going to be a bigger market that might sway a coach to go there. So you should also focus on developing your coaching staff as well internally. And I always think they have more loyalty towards your organization because of that. Yeah, and I, I just think – there needs to be new perspectives anyways that's my take on this happens in the nhl too and all all of professional sports i'm like can we stop with the carousel of coaches i don't need to see the same bazillion guys that are like 60 plus years old buck show walter yeah yeah exactly but speaking of new blood tommy devito is shaking up the nfl right now Winning, I believe, three or four consecutive games. Hey, just and named... I want to say, can we talk about the fact that Tommy DeVito was my guy and Dylan was the one who <laughs> always hated on him? Let's talk about Tommy Turnovers was Dylan's name for He's him. He's not good. That's what I still don't get about. Like, his no. numbers aren't that Did you see his picture great. of his agent? I did. He's he's New Yorker at his finest right now. But they kind of look the same. They do. But this is going to be an interesting question. Because do the Giants make the playoffs at 5-8 and eight right now? No, no, they're not. Technically, which is crazy to think about. They're game out, which shows you how mediocre the NFL has been this year. Now, do I expect Tommy Turnovers and the Giants to actually make the playoffs? No. But could they beat Derek Carr and the Saints this weekend? Yes. Could they go on a little run that makes them a little closer to the playoffs? Yes. But I don't think New York is ready for another Lynn Sanity run, which would be the Tommy Turnovers run if this did indeed occur. And he'd be that type of guy that... Came out of nowhere, carried the team for a month or two, and then became probably irrelevant for years to come. And then 10 years from now, like we do with Jeremy Lindsay, remember when that happened for a couple months? So I'm not going to be the one to rain on the New York Giants parade. But I, I, I just, is, you know, it's exploding a little too far. Guys, uh -oh. I have taken the New York Giants all throughout early in the season until mm -hmm. I was like, they have zero offense. Yes. And there are is as much as I've supported Tommy DeVito, especially in the wake of Dylan's criticism of him, I understand maybe they do go on a little run. However, there mm -hmm. are more people that I support going on runs than the New York Giants. I'm sorry, Giants fans. Like, can we talk about Josh Dobbs? 
all aboard the Josh Dobbs train. Josh Dobbs got cut, unfortunately. I know. Which, I know. You know. <laughs> I will say yeah. the Giants play the Eagles twice in their last four weeks. So honestly, I see them beating the Eagles one of those times. Ooh. Yeah. Last game of the season. I know we're is done with Giants predictions, but I do see them beating the Eagles once. The Giants beat the Eagles at home at MetLife Stadium to clinch a playoff spot to end the year. That would be something. That would be something. I don't know if that would be it or, yeah, or maybe they went away. You never know. You never know. If they go into Philly and win too, I mean, on the podcast here, we're not big Philly supporters. So we would obviously love quite a few times. I did. But there's a difference between trying to be smart with picks versus rooting for a city. But I I truly believe it's, I truly believe that the Giants are going to beat Philly in one of those two game stretches. I like it. We'll yeah, maybe they beat them January seventh. Did you and also I hear about... about this? Yeah, I'm like, honestly, Saints and Giants are fighting are fighting it out. Mm-hmm. Did you also hear about I just don't know. Like, else? you never know what media coverage does to a player. That's what I'm like intrigued about. Like, some people really feed into it. Other people, they kind of really deflate. So, I'm interested to see. Speaking of I media, think... someone's coming back on Christmas Eve. I just think Tommy DeVito could put his agent in to play the oh game. God. And honestly, no one would even be able to tell. Just swap outfits. Tommy DeVito, congrats on his agents being elected to the, I think it's Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame this weekend, too. That's already a thing. Uh, I saw oh that flyer God. somewhere. Oh so uh, I think the it's The trench coat and, like, GM. hat. Yeah. Everything, it just, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, is I really, really hope that the Texans make the playoffs. They're struggling, and C.J. Stroud's star is falling fast. He got outplayed by Zach Wilson. I would not say his stardom is falling fast. It's, he's a rookie. He's still seven and six. I think it's just the Colts have done a lot better than people expected. I think it's also we need to remember that. There's going to be a lot of over-exaggerations. There's going to be a lot of under-exaggerations. And we're very quick, and it's a reactionary business in sports, to crown people as amazing. And we're also very quick to say that people suck. And especially with C.J. Stroud, since he was dominating at the beginning of the year, everyone was very quick saying, oh, he's the best rookie quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league. And maybe he'll get there eventually. But we also might have been a little too quick to say that. And now he's coming back to where he's going to be. And that's in that 15 to 20 range, which is still a very serviceable quarterback. But he's just not a superstar yet, at least. Well, also, let's remind ourselves where the Texans are. They started like, okay, CJ Shot has a ba- had a bad first game as a rookie, but there are no players on the Texans. Like there true. are, but... Who is helping out CJ Stroud? Who is protecting <clears throat> protecting him? They are a very, very new team. They've already outperformed. So I would already call the season a win. So to me, I'm not overreacting. I just think people are, I don't like, I'm like, he's literally a rookie quarterback and has outperformed pretty much everyone. Let's talk about the current quote quote stars of rookie quarterbacks that are that were rookies and that are stars now. Like um, you could say definitely Joe Burrow. Lamar, um, you could definitely say Trevor Lawrence. They had terrible first years, mm-hmm. and CJ Stroud is already doing really well as a rookie. So, 
I already think that they're outperforming, whether or not they make the playoffs. Obviously, I would like to see them make the playoffs, <laughs> but I think this is just a win. There's right. a lot of improvement compared to like the bottom barrel team that the Texans were for the past couple of years. That is true. Well, the bar was not set very high as to what the Texans had to do in order to be better than the past couple of years. But no, he's still very solid. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's going to be an awful quarterback. I'm just saying that he's not, you know, top 10 just yet, which is what I think a lot of people were saying at the beginning of the year that he I was. think he's 10. I don't know about that. I don't think he's name top number. 10 currently, I think, yes. 10 current quarterbacks, I could list better than him. Okay, go. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh he's Allen. Out. He's not even. I'm. You got to take. I'm like. You got to take people that are out, and there has to be a minimum of games played. I feel. Uh well, there's a there's a little rumor right now that Aaron Rodgers is going to be activated for next week's game. So, let's see if that okay. holds true. It's like, does continue Kirk with your count? list. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Kirk Cousins is better than him. He's out. Russell Wilson is better than him, who is leading the Broncos to a nice okay. little playoff run right now. Lamar Jackson is better than him. Jalen Joe, Joe Burrow. Jalen you already, Hurts. You already named. That's nine. That's only nine? Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. We just mentioned Josh that's Allen. I think our Dak Prescott's 10. better. Yeah, that's 10. I would ah. I don't I could <laughs> I would put him around 10 or 10 to 12. I could see him sneaking. If you're taking out the injured players that Dylan mentioned, Kirk Cousins isn't playing, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing right now. How about Joe Brock Purdy. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I would put him in the 12 spot. How about now I'm trying did I mention Tua yet? No. I, I'd say Tua's better. I'd say Trevor Lawrence is better. Yeah. You're, you're not happy with me right now that I am coming up with some valid guys. <laughs> I'd say Matthew Stafford's probably on par with them. Yeah. I'd say Tommy DeVito. No, I'm not, no. not going to say that. Zach Wilson. Yikes. That's just offensive. Hey, reigning NFL player of the week, Zach Wilson. It finally came true. Wow. <laughs> I've um, been waiting for that one. But I think that's going to be all for our NFL coverage. But we need to make a couple of predictions before we wrap it up for the semester. Yes. I know in the beginning of this semester, we made our Super Bowl playoffs prediction. I I don't remember mine. Is that bad? Oh, don't worry, because I remember yours. Uh Oh. Dylan had a New York Jets. and. Oh, I do remember this one. (laughs) I don't remember if you said the Jets were winning, though. I think you said the Jets. I think I said the Jets win. Yeah. And I actually have no idea who I took. I think I might have taken the Bengals. Wait, let me look. I I don't I will be if we're asking right now, are we about to take a mulligan? I will take a mulligan on both of my teams, but uh no, I, I actually don't because I don't think you went with... I might have taken the Vikings. Oh, that actually does sound right because you took Kirk Cousins and you say he's going to finally overcome his playoff demons and actually win in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I took Bengals to win the Super Bowl and to beat the Vikings. So mine could actually happen, but it minus Kirk Cousins and minus Joe Burrow. Yeah, which which would be kind of tough. But would you like a redo on your pick? I will like a redo on mine. Why don't you go first, Dylan? Hmm. All right. 
Well, I think the Dolphins are going to make the Super Bowl. Are they going to win? We talk about how Dylan is such a fake fan and did not even predict the Dolphins like going far in the Super Bowl at all. The Aaron Rodgers storyline was so good. You can't tell me that I was crazy for that one. But I'm going to go with... did tell you previously. And then he got injured. And then I was like, look, I'm right. Okay, continue. You know what? Screw it. Jets are making the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick to my guns. Aaron Rodgers comes back. They've got an easy-ish schedule to end the season. Aaron Rodgers could have gone back. First off, oh no, wait. The Jets play the Dolphins this weekend. The heart Are versus the Packers head. making the playoffs? No, that, yeah, that ship has sailed. But okay, so the Jets have four games left. They're If they lose this weekend, they might be done. So I'll say the Dolphins can afford a loss and the Jets win with Zach Wilson defeating the Miami Dolphins. Again, waving the Dylan is a fake Miami Dolphins fan flag. Which then brings us to Christmas Eve. Aaron Rodgers is back and he destroys the Redskins because that's obvious. Then they play the commanders. The commanders. And then they play the Joe Flacco led Browns and they're going to crush the Browns because Aaron Rodgers is going to feast off that team. And then they end the year. You know what? You know where the Jets? Hey, end the year? hey, hey, Joe Flacco beat Trevor Lawrence. I, I think I'm about to convince you that the Jets are going to make the playoffs. You ready for this one? No. Yeah, want to take a guess where the Jets end their season? With the Panthers. No. They will be sending Bill Belichick into retirement at Foxborough in New England. Jets. I don't think Bill Belichick Patriots. is going to be retiring off of a loss. I definitely don't think so. Are you kidding? You're He's telling me not- if, the, if the Jets defeat the Patriots with Aaron Rodgers in that last week in order to get the Jets into the playoffs? Yeah, I think Bill that, Belichick that expects Bill Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. I think he would. I think that would be fine. I, don't know I think Bill that. Belichick will continue to coach. All right. Well, that's my that's my four and zero path to the Jets. Okay. Well, you playoffs. need to pick someone else for them to for them to be in the Super Bowl. Jets and the 49ers. It's going to be boring. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Well. I don't know if the Bengals are currently going to make the playoffs. I don't think so. Jake Browning has not done as great as we had hoped for him to do since taking over. don't hate on Jake Browning. (laughs) But, and also, I don't know if the Vikings are making the playoffs. I don't think they are either. It's all, like, it's hard to, it's hard to, I don't know. What happens if our four Super Bowl teams and not a single one of them even makes the playoffs? Right, so that's why... I'm going to go Super Bowl. Guys, I wish it wasn't as boring as this. <laughs> Actually, you know what would be great? I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to go Broncos. Versus... Go. Hey, I was a Bronco. I've been the season Broncos fan. Okay. I was the one who literally was like, they're going to beat the Chiefs. I can get behind the Denver Broncos making the Super Bowl with Russell Broncos. Wilson. And Eagles. And then let's go Broncos win. So Russell Wilson gets that Super Bowl ring. Yeah. With Sean Payton. Yeah. That's the greatest comeback story of yeah. all time. That would be amazing story. That's what I want to see. That's Except you're yelling at me for Philly, yet you have them making the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm being realistic. But I didn't say they were winning the Super Bowl. 
Okay, that's fair. We'd love for if Philly makes another championship just to lose, just like they did last year in the Super Bowl, just like they did in the World Series last year. That would be brutal. Maybe the Cowboys go to the that would be hard, guys. I really wish the cow I wish good things upon the Cowboys. Can they please <laughs> exercise their playoff demons, please? Please not. I kind of like that they don't ever win in the playoffs. It's kind of a fun storyline. Well, with that. Dylan and I are going to sign off for this semester, unfortunately. Wow, that's it. Shout out to Shohei Otani. I know I know, we don't like baseball on this podcast, so shout out to the- Yeah, I would like to say- Largest though, contract though, in sports history. I know, 700 million. Even though I will like to, I would like to say I thought he was going to stay with- mm-hmm. Guys, I thought he was going to stay with the Angels. It didn't yeah. happen. He's going to the Dodgers- you know what? If they were gonna, if any team was gonna take, it was gonna be the Dodgers. Honestly, like, I feel like they the, were the front runners from the get go. Did you see the craziness of his contract that he's actually only getting paid two million dollars a season? Is it all in signing bonus? It's all in deferred payments because he said that he wants the Dodgers to compete while he's there, and he doesn't think if you're paying him seventy million dollars that you'll be able to manipulate the luxury tax. So instead, he's getting. Yeah. $2 million a season for the next 10 years while he's there. And then we'll be getting $68 million a year once he's retired. So I honestly think that's great. Good it's work. An int- I didn't know that that was legal to defer the wow. entire contract. I love that. Great work. That's that is a really good way of trying to be less selfish, being a team player while also making your money and knowing your worth. So Otani and his agent, a win. Although the team's going to be boggled down with $68 million in Otani money when Otani's not playing for them in 10 years. They can pay what, but that's what they get for signing Otani and for being able to like pay a lot of other players while he's there so that they can make the playoffs. Wish the Mets had done that. Also, it's the Dodgers. They're completely capable of doing that. That is true. The Guggenheim network is worth around like $130 billion. So they can afford a little $700 million contract. But yeah, that's. Pretty much all we have for this semester. Um, no more F1 updates. Is that over? Are we done there? The season there? has been over. Max Verstappen was a repeat champion. Sure. Uh, but they will restart again in March. All right. Well, I think we can also announce that we'll be back next semester. I think. Correct? Tentatively. Tentatively. Caroline is leaving know, us. I will be going studying abroad in Australia and the time difference is 16 to 17 hours. So Dylan and I will try to make it work. Hopefully we get a couple of episodes recorded. We'll we'll see. But just wanting to let you guys know that I will be off the grid. So maybe I don't know. Maybe there will be some NHL games in Australia. They were thinking about that. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen by the time you're there next semester. But no, I know. They would have that out. But we'll see. They our episodes may not be as frequent as they were this semester, but we will definitely try to keep you guys updated and check in about our Super Bowl predictions. This is I can tell you for sure. This is not the last time you will hear our voices. I think I'm fairly confident in that one. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well Dylan, why don't you sign us off? All right. Well, on that anticlimactic note, we'll be back. All I'm saying is Russell Wilson, let's go.
congratulations to Aaron Rodgers on the fastest Achilles recovery in history. Shout out to the Los Angeles Dodgers for not making baseball fun anymore. Congratulations to the NBA for getting mentioned probably three times in the last semester on this podcast. Congrats to the surging New York Islanders who are now second place in their division. Shout out there. Shout out to Max Verstappen for making F1 very boring. Shout out to Caroline for making this a very fun podcast semester. And until the next time, the turf is burned.